Hi guys, welcome to the Defy the Norm podcast. I'm your host, Victor Robledo. I'm the dad behind Nomads with a Purpose. And today I'm going to be talking about simple strategies on how to help you take that risk that you're potentially not stepping into. Now, we all take risks in our own way. And I have been doing this, traveling full-time with my family for the last eight years. And I can tell you that I've definitely gotten better at stepping outside the box. But what I can tell you is there are certain places that have always been risk averse. And this comes down to being a family man. I've always wanted to take less risks for my family. I wanted to make sure that I provided for them, but at what cost? So today I'm going to delve deep into some of the experiences, share some personal stories that should give you the ability to go, oh, yes, this is happening to me, and this is what I can do. Let's also share with you some simple tips that should be help that should be helpful in helping you take that step, take that flight, whatever it is that you are struggling with. Because at the end of the day, guys, we have one short life to live in this body here on this planet, and it's an amazing experience. But all too often, We don't live it to the fullest. We're not squeezing the very joy out of every moment because we're too attached to our story, too attached to that victim mentality. And we'll pull that apart a little bit as we go on. So uh, if this is your first time on this podcast, the first time you've listened, we have lots of great information on our website about what what we've done over the last eight years. But, you know, eight years ago, Robin and I decided to sell everything and downsize actually almost nine years ago and move full-time with our five children into a Class C motorhome. And at first, it was just about experiencing and being together. And little by little, we realized that adventure, being outside, being together, being healthy, connecting was really what evolved. And I can tell you over the last nine years, we are now at a point where our older children are taking flight and developing into a life of their own. And so I've run, Robin and I have run this play and had a vision for what we wanted for our children. And I can tell you that it's come to pass. And for anyone that's struggling, potentially with doing something like this, I would tell you that there are, it is full of challenges. And you're going to face some of those challenges. But if you have in your mind the values that are you're trying to instill in your family and what your values are, it can work and give you an give you amazing possibilities. But that said, you can also get outside often with your family and still decide to defy the norm. So let's get into it, guys. Um, lesson one that I want to share with you is old cheese. Now, there's a very famous book called Who Moved My Cheese, um, which I highly recommend if you're struggling with understanding what some of the things you're facing, especially in full-time RV travel. It was incredibly difficult for me because I was working in Coronado, California, one of the greatest places on earth to have a business. Um... I was running that business for 20 years before we decided to close the door. And some of the challenges that I always faced as we came, as we started to broach full-time travel, was that I would come back 
for old cheese. And what that meant was that it was holding me stuck. So I'll give you an example. When we first started uh, and chose the full-time travel, it was a, we would, we had a rented a home in Coronado Cays. It was absolutely beautiful. It gave us the distance we needed to gain uh, some quiet silence and spend time with our kids right next to the beach. It was amazing. Um, but I was working more because the rent was more, obviously. So I was probably a little bit more tired. And as we come close to the summer, the, own, the owner who we rented the home from wanted it back. She said she wanted to sell it. Okay, so Robin proposed at that point she'd been researching a little bit. And if you didn't already know, Robin spearheaded all of this. I just knew I wanted something different for my family. I just knew, and I honestly knew it was going to be challenging, but I never knew it was going to be as challenging as it was. So she proposed like, hey, let's full time in our Class C. We can live, we can save a bunch of money, we can travel to places we never had. Yeah, I we hadn't traveled, but you know we had started to travel to the beach um, and camp some at this point. But my backstory is I never even camped, never really had any outdoors experience. Hiking, uh, kayaking, surfing was even new for me in my mid thirties. We I started to broach that as well, and so we proceeded to travel through the summer. Well, it was very difficult for me. Because I was disconnecting, I wasn't connected to the business that I had started and opened with Robin at 19, 20. All I had done really is work and be in my work. And I knew every client, every kid in the class. I taught every class and I knew the quality that was being produced by that. But that also kept me handcuffed to the point that the only thing that I had as a business owner was that work. And so when I started traveling, I found myself going, what, what do I do with my time? Well, you would think to yourself, well, you spend it with your kids. And when you say it, that should have been what I did, but we have so much happening on the subconscious level. And the only real clue I had is this underlying anger. Like what the heck is going on? Why am I angry all of a sudden? Before I wasn't feeling anything in, in the way of emotions. Um, I was just doing and it, and focused on the business, focused on providing for the family, focused on doing my best to connect with everyone, including my wife. But now I was faced with a unique challenge in staring at the sequoias and staring at, at Bryce Canyon, at these hoodoos, and going, why am I have this underlying anger and resentment for this? Um, and so if, what it forced me to do is as we came back from that trip, well, clearly everyone's happy. I was struggling, but I'm like, I'm not going to be, to me, I was like, I'm not going to be coward. I'm going to like face this head on and see what's, what's challenging. But I proceeded to continue to come back to a business even after we closed the doors to Island Tumble in Coronado. I proceeded to continue to come back for that old cheese. And the problem with going back to old cheese is that it keeps you in some level stuck. You can imagine quite simply who you are at 19 and who I was 20 years later were completely different in many ways, but in many ways that old cheese keeps getting stuck. And the and the gist of the story is is very simple. If you if you um and I'm sure I'm going to butcher this, but 
to give you a synopsis is that if you feed, you create a maze and feed mice cheese and put it consistently in one spot, they will go back to that cheese. Even after you remove that cheese and move it to a different spot, the mice will continue to go to that cheese because they've been trained to go to that cheese. Now, even in decreasing amounts, they continue to go to that cheese, eventually the cheese disappearing, and they still go with the hopes that they're going to get some of that same total amount of cheese. Well, you can imagine in life, guys, where you might be going back to old cheese. And I encourage you to ask yourself, read the book. It's a short, easy read. And then ask yourself and sit with your partner and sit with your family and go, hmm, all right, this is the risk I'm willing to take is who wants to take that with me? And that's what I didn't do at the beginning, but started to really delve into more often now and after those moments, you get more and more comfortable. Oh, this is a move my cheese moment. And so that's the very simplest and earliest example of that. But it kept repeating itself. Move my cheese kept coming back into my life. And it would come back um, out of desperation. Uh, I can't tell you the number of times as we broached this. And, and I felt into who I was and who I wanted to be as opposed to who I was, right? Who I was in my past, who I wanted to be. I would get in some desperation. We would get short on funds. Um, essentially, when we first started full-time RVing, I would travel, spend, use up money, come back, work with clients, old cheese, which is fine because I was providing and helping them, but it's still, in many ways, coming back to the same thing. Go travel again and repeat. Well, eventually... Um, people like you to be consistent in their lives. And I hadn't broached the digital platform at that point. So what it created was a lot of challenges for me in desperation because we would essentially get low on funds. And being the primary breadwinner, um, Nomads with a Purpose was still only bringing up, as a travel blog, bringing up in some money, nothing we could live, live on. And so I would get into these low situations like uh, when I was in Bend, Oregon, um, I was trying to manage uh, someone else's gym. I just finally stepped into that. And it was very, very difficult for me to take a back seat because I had already run a facility. And it's extremely challenging, but I'm like, I wanted to go in with humility. But really what I should have done is go in with confidence. More on that later. And so it ended up pigeonholing me in that situation. And in desperation, I ended up going back to San Diego and working back to Old Cheese. The same thing happened when I was in Summit County trying to start a personal training business there. Uh, thankfully, I, the guys at Summit County Jiu-Jitsu were kind enough to let me use the facility like, yeah, try to start your PT thing here. If you start making money, great. And then, then we can broach on potentially you uh, giving us a portion. It was amazing. The guys there were amazing to let me do that. But it was extremely challenging for me to do that. And quickly I was getting, and we had started renting a home. So we were really tapping into our funds rather quick, quickly. And then... Um, we were coming low on phone. I needed to get another job. I wasn't getting business quickly enough to, to help the equation. So I started working evenings at Lowe's 
And those were extremely low points for me because I'm going, what am I doing here? And I needed to, but I would logically in my brain say, well, it's important to to provide for your family, just bite the bullet and do this. And I, anytime I ever share this story, any, everyone's like, well, that's, that's, you did the right thing. You, you supported your family. I get that. But at the same time, I wasn't stepping into something greater with authority. I, I'm going to do this. This is how it's going to happen. I had a vagueness thinking, I, I had a hope thinking I was going to get a hold of people and eventually they would know me and eventually the word would spread. Um, much like the person, the person I became in Coronado, uh, I could walk down Main Street and gain clients quickly. Um, but it didn't happen, and I got quite desperate. Actually, the night that Robin said, "Well, hey, I don't see you because you know you're trying to get business, and then you're trying, then you're teaching some jujitsu, and then you're working with a couple clients, and then you go straight to Lowe's, uh, and so I don't see you, you know, until ten o'clock at night." And she's like, I'm just going to get a part-time job and work at Lowe's. The night she came in and I saw her working at Lowe's, I'm like, you're not working here. I'm not working here. I'm going back to Coronado to work with my clients. I can make business this in this way. And that's yet another challenge. Now, one of the silver linings behind that is that it creates, it forced a pivoting. I got to a point like, this is what I'm going to do. But in some ways, that was still going back for some old old cheese and old an old business an old business model. And so what I needed to do is grow into that. And so if you're, I encourage you once more, if you're going back to old cheese, guys, ask yourself, what what will be the change if you stay with that? What will be the change? And this brings me to my next lesson. You can't grab onto the gallon if you're holding onto the pint. And that has a little bit to do with the story that I just shared with you. Because I wanted desperately to live this lifestyle but I wasn't willing to let go or potentially let go in the end it's worked out completely beautifully and the universe has looked out for me letting go of the pine entailed letting go of business is the way I did it in person doing strength training and injury prevention but I was afraid to let go of that because that's all I knew. And, but it impeded for me to hold on to the gallon that's over here. You need two, hand, two hands to hold the gallon. You got to let go of the pint sometimes. And this lesson has showed itself over and over, much like, much like what, I was, what I was experiencing in the last story I told you. But where it really hit me was when I almost lost an eye surfing in the south of France. I was really struggling to reach out and enjoy, learn to enjoy myself and discover who I am and discover the things that, I, that created joy for myself. So up until that point, you know, this was early on in our travel, six months in, backpacking through, uh, through Europe. We had landed in the south of France, um, Biarritz and Hosegar. And it was a phenomenal surf community. We happened to be there at the same time as the World Surf, uh, the tour, the World Surf Tour was there. So we got to see some of the top people in, in uh, surfing there. And Robin was still struggling. Robin and I were struggling. You know, we never really argued very often. But now all of a sudden we seem to be bickering all the time. And in part that was, you know, all arguments come in with, uh, you know, it's 50-50. There's, there's something going on. 
And for me, I had, I was unable to step into what I needed, right? Uh, if I've shared with you guys, if this isn't your first, this is your first podcast with me, things that made me thrive. I love being on the mats, grappling sports, jujitsu. I love being in a gym, lifting weights. I like hiking. I like surfing. I like mountain biking. But the things that made me thrive at that time, I was purposely, well, probably on a subconscious level, not letting myself have because I didn't want to feel selfish. Um, I didn't want to go through the intensity to make myself or, or the, uh, the activation energy to make sure I got it. And what it created was a, a level of resentment and challenge that I wouldn't, that I wouldn't really verbalize in our relationship. And so because I didn't step into fulfilling myself and giving that, letting go of that pint, letting go of that programming that was like self-sacrifice at all costs, I couldn't reach out and, and grab the gallon and step into this fully nomadic life where I was really caring for myself and my children and my wife at the same time. And to the point... The point here is we're in the south of France. It was the lineup was packed. Um, 50, 60 people in the lineup. I, and I'm at best just a, just an average surfer at the time. So um, I couldn't catch any waves. I was arguing with Robin. Um, I'm just paddling away from her. I couldn't handle b- bickering there. And so I'm like, oh, well, I can't catch any waves here. I'm going to just play on the inside uh, catch a little foam monster. And I've shared this story on this podcast, but I think it's important to realize that I take a wave late. The board hits me in the face, particularly the fin punctures my sinus. Um, doesn't directly hit my eye, but by just a few inches as my, um, client, uh, Harry Halloran would, would, was said two more, eye, two more inches and I'm fitting you for an eye patch, Victor. You're so lucky who helped me out when I came back to the States. And you think that experience, I'm rushed to the hospital. We're in a hospital. I met an amazing guy who's still, who's still a very good friend. And you think we come together and Ram's like, Hey, I'm really sorry. I'm like, Hey, I'm really sorry too. We'll figure this out. These lessons repeated itself, repeat themselves, not in the way of an act surfing accident, but plenty of other moments that are trying to get you to pay attention. Oh, you're not hearing me. Here's, here's a lesson. Lessons will be repeated till learned. And so that's a very good example early on in my travels that I wouldn't let go and grab a hold of this gallon or grab a hold of something bigger because you have one hand in this other reality. So ask yourself at this point if that's happening. And if it's happening, the trick is, guys, like you can grab a hold of the gallon for just Let's say I'm going to grab a hold of this for two weeks and then I'm going to come back to this pint, see how it feels. You can test it out, but you do need to grab it, grab a hold of it wholeheartedly and jump into it knowing what you're going to step into. So that's lesson number two. You know, I think the challenge is here with both of these instances, whether you're who moved my cheese or you can't grab a hold of the gallon without letting go of the pint. Those are very simple lessons that you can apply to your life. And if you're unhappiness, um, depressed, anxious, all these things are signs. Anger. 
I use that one with my guys the most because we don't want to talk. The average guy that I work with does not want to talk about emotions. As a matter of fact, I've had candid conversations with them where they do explode. And you know who you are if you're happy to listen to me and you're, you're someone that works with me or, or who knows me. You know that we've had these conversations. We have these conversations like, hey, do, I, I really love working with you. I want, I'll do whatever you tell me, but I, do I really have to go there? And I go, okay, fine. We'll do it your way. And inevitably, um, we work on positively forecasting the whole Joe Dispenza thing. Okay, we're going to work with it, but just positively forecast the life you want to live. Positively forecast the physique you want to have. Positively forecast the relationship you want to have. Positively forecast the travel you want to have, right? And we work on our breath work to really focus on that. All right, let's focus on that and change the trajectory of how your mind is working. Get out of the hormones of stress. But inevitably, we do always come back to emotional states. And that is because we do need to heal, create some healing. Now, does that mean we have to put a ton of effort? I always tell my, my clients when we're doing this, like, hey, we don't have to. Yes, it could be emotional, but it's also energetic. Your energy gets stuck. As Dr. Joe Dispenza points out and proves the existence of these chakra points, they're energy hubs. And when you have certain experiences in your life, and you have struggles in your life and you have certain things happening in your body, they are going to create blockages. And there's those blockages that could lead to dis-ease. So I encourage you as a simple step, if you're having these emotions and you're feeling stuck and you're feeling depressed or anxious or angry or you're fighting with your spouse, don't just deal with the initial. Yes, you have to work on communication strategies. Yes, you have to know each other. But do your individual work so that you can come in with more space in your life and help change the trajectory of your life. Thanks for joining me today, guys. If you have any questions, you know where to find us. Please like and share this with as many people. We decided to jump back into this podcasting realm because we had a few people really reach out and like, oh my gosh, you've really helped me. And they've really shifted my emphasis to really jump in. I love this platform. I love the setup. And um, I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, be well.